Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Long Haul from UShip. In this episode, we're going coast to coast, starting in Arizona, with an interview with Dr. Eric Buentusesso. Dr. Buentusesso is an optometrist who specializes in night driving. He joins us to talk about tips, best practices, and even some recommendations for gear you can purchase to help with driving in the dark. Next up, we head to the Midwest to talk about Iowa 80, the truck stop that has been dubbed the Disneyland for truck drivers. Finally, we finish up in Virginia, where some new regulations are going into effect that are having a direct impact on trucking businesses, why they're important, and how they might be coming to a state near you soon. Thanks for listening and enjoy. All right, I am joined now by Dr. Eric Buentusesso. He is uh, an expert on night driving, um, and this is something that really affects uh, carriers uh, as well as anybody who, who needs to drive at night, but we thought this would be some great inf- information. So Dr. Buentusesso, thanks for being with us. Do you mind if I call you Eric? Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Um, Eric, before we get into uh, information about uh, driving at night and, and your tips and best practices, I just kind of wanted to hear a little bit about your background and, and how that brought you here. Well, I've been uh, an eye doctor for 26 years now, and uh, I've been doing mobile eye care for 10 years, and that's how I came to drive 3,000 miles a month and up. Uh, I am also a writer. I write blogs and newsletters for various eye care companies, and uh, we, I'm very happy to you know, be here and share a little bit of my experience uh, of you know, night driving and driving in general all those miles. Yeah, we're, we're excited to have you here. Yeah, so you were driving you know, 3,000 miles a month. Um, I'm sure you know, you're from Arizona, you said, so a lot of long you know, one-day trips. Um, you know, yes. what, does that, what does that look like doing mobile eye treatment? Well, um, I would pack my uh, mobile equipment in the back of my car and I would go to various nursing homes and prisons uh, all over the state of Arizona from, you know, Flagstaff to Winslow to Yuma, basically in one day, uh, that's, you know, three to 600 miles a day back and forth from my home near Phoenix to Tucson and, you know, wherever, wherever it takes me. Yeah, that's really cool. So... I'm sure that you had a lot of firsthand experience then um, with driving at night. So, you know, it, it seems like one of the things that you suggest as a way to, um, you know, combat eye fatigue and, and help out with vision um, is um, eyewear. Do you have any uh, tips or, or um, things you consider to be the best? Well, I bring it up into two parts. One is, of course, uh, the biggest thing about night driving is the glare from lights, lights from uh, the dashboard in your car from the lights, street lights to oncoming headlights. And what you can basically do is, and what I did for myself was have a pair of night driving glasses specifically for that. And when it comes to that, uh, the first thing is that you, if you have an uncorrected prescription, uh, you should put that or incorporate that into your night driving gra- glasses. That'll do a lot in terms of making things clear and reducing glare. The next thing you can do is on those glasses, you can put either an anti-reflective coating uh, with high definition uh, glasses or or lenses, uh, or you can tint the lenses 
uh, yellow or amber specifically, that'll help with glare. And the next part of that is, of course, how your eyes feel. And when it comes to that, I'd recommend some uh, cold artificial tears. You can put artificial tears that you can get anywhere, whether it be Walmart or Target, and put it in your ice box. And you know, you can stop off on the road whenever you feel uncomfortable. Put a couple of drops in, and it'll feel so comfortable that you'll it'll wake you up and it'll wake your eyes up. Hmm. That's an interesting tip. I like that a lot. So when you talk about um, looking for these pieces of eyewear, so you know, I'm thinking of myself here. Like I'm a contact lens wearer. So um, are we talking about glasses that need to be uh, prescription, or are there um, options uh, for you know people that? Uh, our contact lens wearers? Well, um, with glasses, yes, uh, it, it's recommended that you have a prescription, but if your vision is good enough to pass a DMV vision test, then that's usually good enough. Uh, it, it all depends on everybody's individual sensitivity to glare, of course, but uh, when it comes to contact lenses, you can use the rewetting drops and refrigerate them and put in your eyes. And you know it'll not only lubricate the contact lens; it's going to make your eyes feel better. That's awesome. Right, and so you know, in addition to to wearing glasses um, and and contact uh, or eye drops, I'm sorry. Um, are there any other tips that you have for people that find themselves needing to spend a lot of time driving at night? Well, when I was driving those many miles i also used to have an eye mask you know you can get them at uh, anywhere amazon uh again it's you know they have gel that you can cool and when you're really feeling tired or your eyes feel puffy or generally uncomfortable you can stop off at one of those truck stops which i used to do and just put them on your you know on your eyes for a, a few minutes and really feel comfortable so you can go on and, and accomplish your um, you know your journey hmm, that's that's great advice that honestly just sounds refreshing right now just in the middle of the day <laughs> <laughs> um you know so beyond the the you know eye care things like uh, an eye mask eye drops um, finding a good pair of uh, high definition glasses or tinted glasses are there any other uh, considerations that you would uh, recommend people take into account or any other steps people should take um, that uh, you know are driving a lot at night well I mean basics I mean get a good night's rest or a good day's rest if you're driving at night make sure that you're very well rested make sure that you have a bottle of water or very cold water to wake you up um, you know if you're feeling kind of sleepy obviously you know either stop off and get some rest and just stretch or pull the windows down if it's cold so you can get some fresh air in there to wake you up. Definitely. Is there, is there anything that uh, people should be on the lookout for that, you know, maybe if they've taken all these steps, but they're still having issues, um, what are some signs that they should, uh, you know, go see a doctor? Well, um, I mentioned this in the post. If, if you do all these things and it's still you know, especially bad for you to see at night, then there might be an underlying disease process going on with your eyes. And I would recommend going to your nearest eye care professional and getting it checked out because a lot of the diseases masquerade as night blindness, uh, such as cataracts, macular degeneration, glaucoma, and those can only be diagnosed by a qualified eye professional. Right. 
Yeah, so this is sort of a, you know, take these steps and if you don't see improvement, that would be a, a, the right time to, you know, to go visit your eye doctor or, or a nearby eye doctor for sure. Yeah, because, um, you know, all these diseases are hidden. You can't know that they're there unless somebody does the, the right testing to see that they're there. And a lot of those can be managed as long as they know that it's there. And if it goes unchecked, then it could really permanently damage your vision. And, you know, when it comes to uh, driving for a living, it'll take away your livelihood. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been um, really illuminating. Uh, it's a good choice of words there. But um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, taking your time out, Eric, to uh, to do this. And um, you know, it's uh, I think it's something that a lot of people that drive mostly during the day don't really consider. But um, I've certainly made some late night drives and have found myself in a situation where it is it is puts an unusual amount of strain on your eyes, and you just don't really think about that until you're you're dealing with it. And then you might not think there's a lot of uh, practical ways to handle it. So uh, I'm sure this information will be really appreciated. So thank you for sharing it with us. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Joining me once again is our favorite recurring guest, Dean Jutilla. How are you today? Hi, Joe. Good to be back. Thanks Sorry, for joining me again. Left. Yeah. yeah, you bet, man. How are things? They're good. You know, I think uh, it's an interesting time. It continues to be. Um, but I think we've hopefully got through the worst of it, even though numbers uh, around the country say we have it. But uh, who knows what the rest of the year is going to hold. But we're, we're holding on tight, you know, yeah. and uh, seeing where it takes us. Yeah, exactly. Just hanging in. That's all we can do. So uh, interesting conversation you had with with Eric on eyeglasses. I thought that was an interesting, interesting piece. And, and well, uh, well pointed towards our, our audience because you know they're on the road a lot so it's uh, covering millions of miles collectively so it's uh, a lot of it at night so that's one of those important things to keep that vision going yeah it's nice to hear that stuff from an actual doctor because you see those commercials for the you know the magic hd glasses and you you know you don't you never know if those are real or if it's just uh you know uh snake oil but it it actually sounds like um you know they, they do carry a quite a bit of a benefit. So uh, right, right. it was nice to talk to him about that because that's certainly something I noticed, you know, uh, like I mentioned in the interview, I wear contacts and at night I find that my eyes get, they dry out a lot quick and more quickly. And um, mm -hmm. I just have more issues with that. So it's, it's good to hear those actual tips and I might actually invest in a pair of those just to keep in the car in case I ever find yep, myself. Absolutely. Go along yeah, I, I've, I've been a long time glassware, um, I, my family had an open tab at lens crafters growing up as a kid. <laughs> so we, uh, we had um, a lot of uh, Coke bottle glasses going on over the years. Unfortunately, they've gotten thinner and so a little bit more uh, stylish, I guess you could say. And I, I know the night glasses are the same way. So I, I don't tend to have that problem personally, but I know uh, people in my family do and kind of they avoid driving at night because of it. So there was helpful tips from our good friend, Eric. Yeah, Absolutely. And so, you know, with that in mind, I was, wanted to talk about a place that uh, you could probably get an eye exam at, or at least find some of these glasses at. Um, it's probably well known to the people listening to this, but it might not be. Uh, you want to introduce it? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting place. Again, many of the, of the, the transporters listening to this podcast, or if, if you're not a transporter listening to this, it uh, might be a fun place to go. Maybe you visited it, but it is um, Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. And this is about oh three hours west of Chicago on I-80, and uh, thus the name Iowa 80. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a magical land of many things dentists gas uh you can wash your dog there's a movie theater you need a haircut um you know there's even a museum a trucking museum there and i would imagine that there are is a vision specialist i would imagine on site but i i don't know that for sure but that's certainly something to check out but this place is um just to give you a sense of its size you may not know this even though you may have visited and think wow this place is huge it is um so, you know, you look at pictures of the Pentagon, right, from the sky, and you're like, wow, what a massive building. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Iowa 80 is six times larger than the Pentagon building. Wow. I mean, if you think about that for a minute, that's 170 football fields. Um, and, um, I mean, that's just, that's a lot of Gatorade. And so, um, it's it's huge, right? And so, this place is pretty amazing. If you have not been to it, um, there's parking spaces for... 90 and i'm sorry 900 trucks um so if you uh, have a you know um, your pickup and your trailer or you got a sprinter van or even you're driving a class 8 rig you there's something for you there as a place to park so uh, have no fear about that and um it's just it's kind of this magical land they actually employ 500 midwesterners which is pretty amazing um and so it's uh it's one of those things that it's uh that you should you should check out it if you, if you can, especially with the food and everything that they've got. Yeah, it sounds like you know your normal truck stop has a restaurant. There's some showers, you know what what have you, and some some trinkets to buy, snacks and all that. But this really sounds like it's on another level. There's you know obviously like the the fast food restaurants uh, are there. There's a food court. But they also have a you know twenty four seven full service restaurant. Um, right. But other little things that you just wouldn't expect to find. And they've got a gym. They have a dentist on site, uh, a barbershop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who thinks that when you stop at a, a truck stop, you actually have a museum that you can go tour. Um, it's really just insane. Yeah. I mean, you go for the gas and you, you stay for the root canal. So, yeah. I mean, like what can be better than that? Yeah. And um, but no, you know, do know that because of COVID nineteen, they do not have the buffet running any longer. I think buffet is going to be a word that kind of drops from the American lexicon. I think over time because that's just one of those things that just doesn't quite work in today's day and age of um, of a pandemic. Yeah. So be I keep an eye out for that one. But uh, yeah, and the, you know, the, kind of interesting if you're into trucks and you're into the whole um, kind of the history of it. There's a cool museum they have there. It goes back to the trucking back to 1903. Um, Joe, I know you were just a young child at that time. And um, so into 1984, as they have you know, up to that point, and antique trucks and vintage gas pump um, displays, things like that. Um, don't believe they have diesel there, but uh, if you need it, I'm sure they've got it. And yeah. then you can also you know, watch a 60-seat 60, 60 movie theater, but that means probably... 10 seat theater because everyone's about six feet apart. I'm not sure I did the math right there, but you get the idea. And they even have cup holders. So um, it's, it's pretty cool. They, if you get there at a certain time of year, I know that they have the truckers jamboree, which mm-hmm. is, uh, which is pretty awesome. And um, they even have a, a chiropractor. If so, if you're, you know, a lot of, a lot of people spend a lot of miles uh, behind the wheel and that is not great for the back. So if you are, 
that direction and you're like, man, I need someone just to look at my back. And, you know, everyone's always has different opinions about chiropractic. Um, so I'm not going to um, claim this guy, Dr. Uh, Justin Seifert, Dr. Justin Seifert there is, is the, the right guy for you. But I'm saying that there's a chiropractor there. Yeah. And if you go, um, you know, get, get an adjustment, see what they think. If your back is hurting, um, that might be one way to, to take a look at that. But the, uh, but the Walcott Truckers Jamboree Festival, that happens. Um, I think they're probably going to come back in 2021. I think it was probably canceled this year uh, for obvious reasons. But um, that's one of the things that uh, start, start planning your trip. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a, a kind of – you could probably just spend the whole day here, uh, which is probably, you know, if you're trying yep. to be productive on the road uh, – might be sort of a death trap, but, um, you know, if you do want to spend some time just getting off the road and relaxing, it really is just kind of like you could go with anything there. Um, which, you know, it, it's pretty cool to see. They actually have a, like a saying there, Joe, and I don't know if you, if you've heard this one, but they say without trucks, America stops. And, um, in fact, the, the owner of, of the several of the Iowa 80 group, he actually says that without trucks stops, trucks stop. So uh, very much a, uh, you know, for the trucker and for the, for that road warrior who's out there um, driving. So if, if, uh, you know, they are, people are recognizing the efforts and the, the value, the valuable service that transporters provide when it comes to um, uh, the service across the country, especially at a time right now when supply chains are really challenged and um, they're getting better and things like that. But um, certainly people recognize and value the service that's being provided. So. This is a great place to go to Disneyland for truckers. If you can chance to kind of go by there, uh, bring a mask and enjoy. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think this would be something, uh, yeah, maybe look for some loads coming out of Chicago and, uh, you know, there you go. Maybe, uh, plan a fun little route around it. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool stuff. Uh, well, uh, thanks for sharing this. I know we were uh, probably going to talk about something else. Um, yeah. So heading, heading a little bit further east uh so we've gone from arizona where uh, dr eric is based and then heading out to iowa where iowa 80 is and then heading out even further east to virginia and this is a real quick story um just to keep an eye on it's, it's a developing one and that is the um the regulations that uh, are, are kind of kicking in in virginia and um uh, they're they're finding that there may be um these aren't just like guidelines these are actually um requirements and where carriers may face penalties and shutdowns um, under Virginia COVID-19 regulations. Mm -hmm. And so there, um, if you, if you are based in Virginia, there's certain steps you need to take in order to make sure that you're fitting uh, meeting requirements for, uh, for safety and um, uh, monitoring and notating where your employees are at, whether you're high risk, super high risk or your medium or your, your low or whatever. And, um, definitely check this out because the, the fines are, are, are not a $125 fine. We're talking like thousands of dollars in fines they're talking about here. So um, yeah, definitely and, check it out and, and, and see what's going on there. And I think too, it's, you know, in a lot of States, the, the guidelines for businesses have really excluded trucking companies up to this point. Um, but yep. this is, you know, this is kind of the first we're seeing that a, a state has also, um, you know, made, made some guidelines that do apply to even trucking companies. Um, and, you know, it, it looks, to just, you know, looking at it, it does look um, like worthwhile. You know, it, it is requiring people to uh, monitor 
their symptoms, uh, monitor their health, mm -hmm. so that if they are sick, they're not, you know, uh, being forced to come into work and, and expose others to to COVID, and um, also, you know, categorizing employees based on their risk level, um, so that um, you know it, they are better able to just manage, um, you know, people coming back to work. And I, I'm sure that there's going to be some headaches uh, as far as you know actually. Um, going through this on a day to day, but it, it is definitely something to look at. And I, I would even say, if you're not based in Virginia, uh, I would still, you know, if I owned a trucking company somewhere else, I would still, you know, start looking at this because um, if it is successful, um, it's something that I, I could, you know, very much see other states uh, repeating something similar. Mm -hmm. um, yep. and that's not something, you know, to me, it doesn't seem like something that you want to be, you know, caught flat footed about. You kind of want to be on top of this and be ready. Um, so that you're not having to scramble uh, and come up with plans. You know, some of this is just, there are some, you know, some common things like temperature checks uh, for your employees that are going to be in office or, or exposed to other people, um, guidelines for how they need to quarantine if they are showing symptoms of COVID and um, really things that just kind of, you know, would actually serve to keep, you know, your business going um, and, and not get sidelined because uh, an employee gets sick. Right, exactly. And they do mention that in this article from Freight Waves. And they do say that even if you do not have a trucking establishment in Virginia, even if you um, are uh, driving through the state and once you set foot outside of that cab into the state, um, you know, the, the, the regulations are really can have an effect on you. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, if it's, if it's worth if you can pass bypass the state, maybe it might be a benefit to you, but your point is well taken and that you need to look at these on a bigger basis because if it is successful, uh, other states probably follow, which uh, is tough, but it's, it's part of, part of what's going on here and it's hard to keep track of it all, but that's hopefully been able to inform you a little bit about this in terms of the audience and, and keeping, uh, keeping safe and smart. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dean, I think that's all we've got for this week. I appreciate you, uh, you joining me again. Um, sure thing, Joe to go over all this. Um, and uh, as always, stay safe out there. I'll talk to you soon. You as well. Thanks very much. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. That is going to do it for episode 13 of The Long Haul from Uship. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying what you hear, please give us a subscription and a rating on your preferred podcast platform. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, take care.